your courage, forge your path, and bravely step into all that you're becoming. Welcome back to the Wicked Fearless Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Jaconi, and this is your weekly confidence boost, that dose of what you need to get out there and take action in your life. Stick around. You might just feel inspired enough to make it happen for yourself today. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the pod squad. Today, I want to talk a little bit about burnout because I swear this is the question I'm getting asked about more often than not these days. And I know we're between the holidays and we're doing all the things. And I just, I just, I know this is going to be a little controversial, but I was walking around my room earlier and I was trying to be like, oh, burnout. I truly haven't felt it in a while. I have felt a lot of other emotions around my job and where I'm at and the push and the grind and trying to put yourself out there and the resiliency muscle and just feeling calloused over and grinding it out and pushing and doing the one more call, the one more pitch, the one more whatever. I feel you. The controversy here that I'm going to tell you is you don't have a burnout problem. You have a priority problem. I'll say that again. You have a priority problem, not a burnout problem. Here's the thing. I think that more often than not, if you're feeling burnt out, it is because you are not doing anything to keep yourself in check. And that in check is you are not doing anything for yourself to build yourself back up, to pour back into your cup. I know you hear that saying so much. You're probably so over it, but there is never there is no, there is no line that's more that there's no more validity. If that's the most valid line ever, if you don't pour back into your cup at some point, you are going to find yourself at the bottom of the barrel and there's going to be nothing there. And the way I think about this visually is like brake pads on a car. The brake pads of your life are your creativity, are your fun, are your play. And trust me, this is hard for me too. I mean, you're listening to the girl that used to literally not do anything outside of work that didn't have some ROI return on investment for work. Like everything I did was work related. Even when I went to play, it was work related in the sense of like, who am I connecting with? I didn't do anything for myself. Every book I read, every podcast I've listened to, like literally I was inundated with personal development, get better, get better, get better. I had no, I had no creativity. I had no fun for fun's sake, as I like to call it. So trust me, I'm not saying this like I'm the master of disaster, the best of the best. Like I am constantly having to work these practices too, but I've gotten to a point where I'm like, if I don't do this, I'm going to head to the badlands. Like Simba, we don't go there where the hyenas eat everything and your brain is just barren. Your body is taxed out. You are maxed out and not in a good way. You are just totally tapped out because you are so fried and we never want to get there. So going back to the brake pad thing, like brake pads on a car, right? Why do we have them? Why do we have the brake pads on the car? Because they help slow the car down. They slow or stop the motion of the machine or the vehicle. Now that slower stop a lot of times we think is like, oh my gosh, I'm being lazy. I'm not hustling. I'm not doing whatever, but it's essential for the car, for the machine, us to run properly. If we want to run great, if we want to go fast, we also have to learn how to slow down. You wouldn't want to go racing in a car that had shitty to no brake pads, right? 
And when you have no creativity, when you have no fun, when you are not doing anything for fun's sake and all you're doing is work and all you're doing is grind and it's just like get up, email, work, come home, eat, go to bed and you are in that wheel, you are going to flame out. It's just, it's going to happen. And the worst part about this is you usually have to go there in order to learn your lesson and never go there again or try with every fiber in your being to not go there. Here's the caveat. We all have seasons in our life, right? We all have seasons of grind and seasons of pulling back. And that is going back to the brake pad analogy, right? In order to race really well, we also have to be able to stop on a dime. And if we are so worn down and it's metal on metal on those brake pads, i.e. no creativity, no fun, no play, nothing, no pouring back into ourselves, no hobbies, no cool things that we're doing that give us joy, that spark the creativeness of our brain, that keep us excited and jazzed and reinvigorated and connected in some way, shape, or form to our why, the reason why we do what we do, then we are going to end up burnt out, period, full stop. And so automatically when I hear somebody say, I'm so burnt out right now, I know that they're not doing anything for themselves. I know that they're not having any fun. I know that it's all work, no play. And it's kind of like, I think that movie, The Shining, you know, all work and no play makes John a dull boy or like Johnny, here comes Johnny, whatever. I've never seen the movie because I'm not a big fan of scary movies. All my friends are, which is like (laughs) another whole thing. But listen, all work and no play there. I understand that balance is bullshit. We say that a lot, but I mean, there's got to be a little give and take, right? If you want to go really fast, if you want to grind really hard, if you want to race really hard towards your goals and your dreams, then you have to also be able to stop on a dime. You also have to be able to slow down, slow down and stop the motion of the machine or vehicle, AKA you, or you're going to flame out. This is also known in running as the fly and die, where you fly out of the gate as fast as you can. And then you completely flame out at some point because it's not sustainable. All work and no play is not sustainable. And unfortunately, the only way we usually learn our lesson is by going to the badlands, by completely flaming out, by completely burning out, by like literally incinerating everything. And we just find ourselves in that place that's like, oh my gosh, I am just like on the floor and I don't know where to go next. I don't know what to do. If you are freaking out right now because you're like, oh my God, this is me. She's talking to me. How does she know? She's in my brain. I don't understand. Let's fix our priorities a little bit. I'm not saying that you literally have to make this mountainous shift in your life, but you have to make small, tiny shifts. I love saying this. I say it all the time. Small shifts, radical change. Small movement, radical change. Maybe you know in your heart of hearts that you are scrolling for one, two, three plus hours. Gosh, I hope you're not because that's so scary on TikTok and or Instagram. And neither of those does anything for your bank account, for your family, for providing, for like furthering you at all in your life. Like we can all really take stock on our life and say, okay, I have these habits. I'm doing these things that are not adding back in at all. In fact, they're probably actually siphoning my energy. And I would bet with a lot of money, if I would, could take like all the chips and put them into the middle of the table, I bet that that scrolling 99% of the time makes you feel like shit anyway, because you're comparing the shit out of yourself to everybody else out there. Okay. So we got to get real. We have to take a little inventory 
And to do that can sometimes be a little ouchy because we start to realize all the bad habits or the places where our energy is being siphoned, those energetic holes in our routine and our daily life where we are just being zapped and we don't even know it. I talked about this a few podcasts ago of like my morning routine and how important that is to me because it sets me up for success as I go out into my day. It's literally my spiritual armor. If I don't put that on, then energetically, every single person that I come into contact with, that's a lesser than kind of experience. We'll put it like a lesser than experience. It's going to siphon my energy and I'm not going to feel good. And my number one priority is I need to feel good. How many flights do you need to go on to here, put on your own oxygen mask before the person next to you? You have to take care of yourself first or else you can't take care of anybody else. And this goes for work because if you are so burnt out because you are not pouring back into yourself in some way, shape or form, how are you energetically showing up to the rooms that you're walking over the threshold of? When you open the door and you walk into the room, are you bringing the energy? Are you lighting it up or are you sucking the air out? Are you the kind of person that immediately comes into a room and brings the energy down? Personally, I always want to be somebody that brings the energy up and I go to lengths to work on myself so that I can do that. Priority problem, not a burnout problem. So find the places in your life where you feel like your energy is being siphoned. If you're like, Mads, the place is my job. My job freaking sucks. Again, inventory. Does your job suck or are there just no boundaries around your job? One of the things I've heard so much lately is working from home. And as great as it is and all the things, I also think it's causing a lot of problems, okay? And the problem is you don't know how to shut off and that's a you problem. And I've talked to so many clients about this so, so many clients about this. You have to be able to shut off. And I feel like most of the time it might be a you problem. You don't know how to close the computer. You don't know how to say I'm done for the day. This can be tomorrow because listen, I get it. We could go on and on and on and on, especially depending on what line of work you're in. Like business is always open. Business is always open. Yeah. But if business is always open and you're not taking care of yourself, guess what? Business is going to be closed because you're not going to be able to sustain it. You can't sustain your business because you can't even pour back into yourself. And then you're like all set. You're like, I'm burnt out. I can't do this anymore. I need a new job. You find yourself on LinkedIn looking for a new job when the job really isn't in the problem. It's you and your priorities. That's the problem. Ooh, Kelly Clarkson, someone is not going to love that. But if you can be brave and a little courageous and interrogate and really dig and do a little inventory on the sense of self, on yourself, on what you're doing, on what your day-to-day really does look like hour to hour. I mean, break it down, break it down. And then you can build it back up. But you have to really get honest with yourself of what you are doing, your practices that are in play and why that might be contributing to the all-around burnout, the all-around just like I am burnt out, crispy. I am feeling crispy over here. Going back to what I said, there are seasons of grind and there are seasons of in-between. And I think what happens is we get stuck literally like an old car. I'm using a lot of car analogies today. So sorry if you're not a car person, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure you drive one. So, uh, I, unless you live somewhere like New York, whatever. Um, it would almost be like if your car got stuck in a certain gear, say a really, really fast gear and you couldn't slow down anymore. And I feel like that's what happens is 
we get in a groove or we get in a grind in a season where it is required and then we don't ever shift down. We don't ever shift down to slow down a little bit. It's like the gear is stuck in that fast, fast, fast. I'm going to go, I'm going to grind, even though that season has ended, we don't need to be there, but yet we stay there because we just, we just figured like, this is how I operate now, but you're not meant to operate like that all the time or else again, you are going to flame out. So you have to shift down. You have to learn to shift down and pour back into yourself and rest. One thing I say over and over and over again is you need to rest and recover just as much as your output. Now your output could be at the gym, your output could be at work, your output, you decide what that output is for you, but whatever your output is, your input also needs to be the exact same amount and I would argue even more. Think of an athlete. If you want to be a really, really, really good athlete, then your recovery routine is almost more intense, more in-depth, and more disciplined than your output, than your workout, than the push. I did research on LeBron and his recovery is like insane, 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 insane. Now, like billion, like, I don't know if it's a billion dollars, but it's like hundreds of millions of dollars he puts into his recovery. And I'm like, wow here I am sitting around just thinking he shows up and he practices really hard and he goes out on the court or whatever. No, on the backside, he's recovering like a monster. And that's what we all need to be doing. We need to be recovering. Now, my recovery is not going to look the same as your recovery, but think of your recovery as your recharge, your replenish, the thing that helps you then go out and do the thing that you want to do so you don't feel like absolute crap while you're doing it. I was going through a lot of old notebooks recently because I just have a stack of these old notebooks and I like to thumb through them before I decide like, am I going to trash this? Is it just a bunch of notes in here? Are there certain pages from coaching sessions or whatever I've done in the past or events I've gone to, et cetera. And I found one and I have no idea where this is from. So I can't even give credit where credit's due, but it says you need a strategy that counts for the reality of the race that you are running. You need a strategy that counts for the reality of the race that you're running. So if you're running a race right now, like we were saying, that grind, you're in it, then your strategy has to match the reality of that grind, the reality of that level of output. And that strategy to me needs to be double down. What's my recovery? What's my play? What's that? What's my reinvigoration? Otherwise, I'm going to flame out because I'm not doing anything for myself. And the strategy that I need around this is I need to double down on the recovery, on the rest, on the play. Otherwise, I'm not going to be creative. I don't feel like my energy is going to be up and I'm just going to be totally tapped and zapped out. So let's talk strategy. Because if you're sitting there like, okay, what I'm in it, Mads. I'm in the trenches. I'm burnt out. I don't know where to go. There's no way, I, there's no way out of here. Ah, I'm in the mental penalty box shackled here of burnout. Start small. What can you change? Again, we're going back to our priorities. What does your daily routine look like? What are you doing on the daily that's not serving you? Listen, we all have to work. We all have jobs. We all have ups and downs. We have times where we're getting promoted and we're elated and it's insane. And then we have the days where we're just kind of grinding it out and it's super mundane and we have to double down on the excitement, the why. Why do I do what I do? Why do I do what I do? And I think that also boils down to taking things for granted versus being in gratitude. When I am feeling super burnt out, super all set, super whatever, down and out, it's usually because I am taking things for granted, where I am for granted, and I'm not highlighting 
my gratitude. I'm not highlighting all the great things I have going for me. I am like in the badlands of what was me I'm feeling burnt out. Everything's wrong. And you just go down that slippery slope and you cannot mentally let your mind go down there because it is a very dangerous downhill slippery slope. I can't tell you how often I ask somebody who is in burnout or feeling just like blah, case of the blahs for real, what do they do for fun? And they can't answer that question. Like they don't, they do not have anything they do for fun. And that's, that's danger, danger zone. Way to the danger zone. If you do not have anything that you are doing for fun, just for fun sakes, that's danger zone 101. Well, I don't know what I like to do for fun. Well, you got to get curious. You got to create creative. Again, you got to do some inventory. You got to take some stock. What did I do when I was young? What did I do when I was feeling good? Or maybe go back to a time in your life where you were feeling awesome and everything was going right. And no, you can't go back to college when you were just like boozing your way through the weekend or right out of college where you're still partying and you were like numbing out. That doesn't count. You got to go back to a place where you were feeling really freaking great. And no, you can't go to like Hawaii, Hawiwi, and be like, well, I felt great when I was in Hawaii. Well, yeah, everybody feels great when you're in Hawaii. It's like I always say, well, everybody can fall in love in The Bachelor in Paradise. You're in freaking paradise. Like, no, let's go back to a real scenario in your life. Look at it, dissect it, and then use those things. Context clues. Success leaves clues. What can I add now? What can I subtract now that's not helping me? The scrolling, the bullshit, the hitting a snooze a million times because I stayed up too late watching some dumbass thing that I didn't need to watch. Like stuff like that. There's really quick fixes even like that that can help you. Start small. It can be 10 minutes here and there. I'm going to go to bed 10 minutes earlier so that I can wake up 10 minutes earlier. Like simple things, simple things. So get really, really honest with yourself. Take some serious inventory self-awareness. Be brutally honest. Figure out where those energetic holes are, where you're being siphoned or where it's escaping you. And then you got to double down on the rest, the recovery, the creativity, and finding more play. Because when we play more, when we open ourselves up to more things that are fun and exciting, that reinvigorates us. That's the resurgence. And then there's a 99.9% chance we might even connect back to our why. Why do I even have this job? And then, oh my gosh, I was taking all of this for granted and I should have been more in gratitude. Like, look at all that I have. Look at how great. Okay, this actually is great. I'm just not taking care of myself. I'm not making myself a priority. And because of that, I'm feeling really burnt out. You could even say that. I'm not making myself a priority. And because of that, I'm feeling really burnt out. Damn. Damn, Daniel. Seriously. Say those words. It doesn't feel good, right? I'm not making myself a priority. What? No. Start there. Start small. Remember, you don't have a burnout problem. You have a priority problem. But the good news is you're your problem and you're also your solution. You have everything you need inside you right now to get the hell out of the badlands and pull yourself out of the fiery pits of burnout. I'm proud of you. This work is not easy. The self-excavation, the really getting honest, saying that out loud and being like, damn, I'm not taking care of myself. That's a really tough realization to be like, okay, 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 I hear you. Okay, I'm going to do this. Like this type of work is not for the faint of heart. It is for people who want to change and change is a little challenging in the sense that sometimes we've got to look ourselves in the mirror and be like, yep, I'm my problem, but 
I am also my solution and I have everything it takes right here. Like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, she had the power all along. It just took going on the journey. Like sometimes you have to go all the way to the Badlands. You got to go all the way to burnout. You got to go all the way to flaming the heck out fiery pits in order to bring yourself out of that and say, "Mm, I don't want to do that again. So I'm going to put all these different practices in place. I'm going to be super disciplined with these things. I'm going to treat my rest just as, just make it just as important as my output. And then you're going to start to realize how much better you're going to feel and how the badlands and the burnout were essential for you to figure it out in a real roundabout way. I'm confident that you can do this. If you loved it, amazing. Share it. Word of mouth. I love you for it. Tag me on Instagram. I love talking to you. I love hearing from you. I love hearing ideas that you might have for the podcast. Please leave me a five-star review. Write a little comment. It makes my day. It makes my week. It makes my year. It helps elevate the podcast and get it into more ears. If you hated this episode, ah, not everyone's going to be for you, but I hope that you can find another one that is. Don't leave a review. And... If you're ever interested in working with me beyond the bike, beyond the mic, hey, hey, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching, group coaching, all all sorts of stuff. So check out my website, DM me, check out my Instagram at madstads. You should know that by now, but if you just happen to stumble upon this episode, now you do. And like every single week, I will leave you with, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.